You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This is Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. And now, here are the top stories. A Florida man fired seven bullets into his neighbor's two husky dogs. Was he defending his property or just a man with a gun who overreacted? Pet Pulse reporter Victoria Lim explains the controversy surrounding the shooting and how the case has sparked international attention. Oh, oh my God, Ziggy, shot him. This home video from a tourist shows a controversial shooting that sparked international outrage. What is not disputed is that Christopher Commons shot two huskies found roaming this field along with cattle. But witnesses disagree what led up to this and what happened during the shooting. It was just so surreal. I couldn't believe what was happening. I just could not believe what I was seeing. Christopher Butler owns Hoochie and Raleigh and admits the dogs were off their leashes when they took off and sprinted two miles from their home into the field. Butler didn't find them until his neighbor saw a crowd gathering on this corner watching the dogs, then watching comments. He alerted Butler. When we first pulled up, uh, 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 there was a very large gentleman walking out towards the dogs, and uh, Chris uh, parked his car very quickly and went running out there with a leash in hand yelling at the guy uh, who had just pulled a gun and started shooting his dogs. Bang, 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 bang. Steve Comer says he also witnessed the shooting. Were the dogs attacking the cattle? Never. They weren't even anywhere near them. They never attacked Chris. They never attacked anybody out there. But in a statement to Orange County Sheriff's Office, Christopher Commons says the Huskies were attempting to kill a calf and were jutting in, biting the cow's feet. According to Florida law, you have the right to shoot dogs if they're harassing your cattle, acting aggressively, or if they've attacked your cattle. A sheriff's office report shows investigators found no injuries to the cattle. The police checked the cattle. There were no marks on the cattle. And the cattle, when you look at the videotape, they're just milling about with the dogs walking in between them. Animal law attorney Jennifer Deist is representing Butler. They filed a civil suit against Commons seeking restitution of the dog's medical bills and have asked the state's attorney's office to file charges against Commons. The shooting shattered Hoochie's leg and took out his eye. Raleigh recovered from four gunshots. We're hoping that it's felony abuse charges because it was substantial uh, pain and suffering. Some in the animal community agree. Nearly 5,000 people from around the world have signed this online petition. The Animal Legal Defense Fund is also urging the state attorney to take action. Commons and his attorney declined to comment as legal action is pending. But this blog defends Commons. Commons has filed a defamation suit against Butler, and Butler is the only person who has faced legal consequences at this point. The sheriff's office fined him $214 for having his dogs off their leashes. And just to add insult to injury, I had to pay $10 for the citation. The state attorney's office says its investigation continues into the May 19th shootings of Hoochie and Raleigh. In Orlando, Florida, I'm Victoria Lim for Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV. The Animal Legal Defense Fund has offered assistance to the Orange County State's Attorney's Office with this case. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zoo2.com. Send us story ideas by emailing or calling us. Cats on leashes. 
More and more cities and towns across the country are considering restraint laws. These are laws that require cat owners to keep their pets inside or put them on a leash. It's a development some cat owners do not support. Pet Pulse reporter Rhonda Schulting explains. We have four cats. We are cat lovers. This backyard in Fort Collins, Colorado, is a feline playground. They all like to go out. It depends on the time of year. And while two-year-old Bozzy and her pals usually don't wander that far from home, just being out here makes them criminals. The city has a restraint law that applies to both dogs and cats, and to be outside legally, they should be on a leash. It seems to me almost cruel to, you know, to keep an animal inside their whole lives. Bozzy's owner did not want to be identified. He could end up with a court summons and fines totaling several hundred dollars for allowing his cats to roam free. It's just not natural for cats to remain inside all their lives and you know you, you have to let them outside and do what they do. And what can happen when cats get outside is part of the controversy. Some animal groups believe the cat's natural instinct to hunt and kill prey is responsible for the decline of bird populations and other native wildlife. The Cat Fanciers Association, though, believes cats are being unfairly blamed for what habitat destruction is really responsible for. Still, at least one research study concluded that a single cat could be responsible for 14 wildlife deaths a year. Cats that are at large can have a huge impact on wildlife animals, especially birds and baby animals, and we see the effects of that. The Larimer Humane Society in Fort Collins takes in thousands of cats and kittens each year, many that were found running at large. And while protecting wildlife was one reason the city passed the restraint law, the other was to protect the cats themselves. This year alone, our officers have responded to over 460 DOA calls. And about 90% of those animals that have passed away were hit by cars, which means they were at large, they were running around, and unfortunately were hit by a vehicle. Outside, outside. For three-year-old Tabby, leaving her Denver area home means wearing a harness. She started by wearing it a few minutes a day inside and after a couple of weeks took her first steps outside. She's adapted pretty well and she usually will walk the perimeter of the yard and check things out. Tabby's outgoing personality made her a prime candidate for training. Most experts say you should start when your cat's a kitten. But despite the fact there is a restraint law in this Colorado county, you won't see any other cats in this neighborhood doing this. Not every feline is willing. They don't care if they obey you the way a dog does, so you end up in some ways feeling like the cat is walking you. Even so, this is how Tabby's owners feel they can best protect her. She's just my baby, so I like having the leash on her so I know where she is. And that is why, for this cat, freedom comes at the end of a leash. For Pet Pulse on Zutu TV, I'm Rhonda Schulting. While there are hundreds of cities that have leash laws, not all of them include cats, and even some that do don't actively enforce the law. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zutu.com. Send us story ideas by emailing or calling us. 4,000 dogs served in the U.S. military during the Vietnam War. Only 204 of them survived. All told, man's best friend has been credited with preventing more than 10,000 human casualties in Vietnam. Now one man is honoring those dogs who fought for their country. Pet Pulse reporter Lee Gordon tells us how. We always hoped as the handler that, that they were going to have a good day. Mm -hmm. And because, uh, you know, a bad day was, was going to be a loss of life, of you, 
your dog and possibly several guys behind you. Johnny Mayo served in Vietnam as a scout dog handler. During his tour of duty, Johnny had two dogs, Tiger and Kelly. Tiger's combat lasted just four days, but those four days saved Mayo's life. He hit a tripwire on a second mission, and um, the shrapnel uh, uh, did not really have the uh, major impact on his, as far as the wound, but if an infection, he died, died about 10 days later. It's hard to say how many lives Tiger saved that day, but an entire platoon survived because of Tiger's heroic feat. Shortly after the loss of Tiger, Mayo was given another dog named Kelly, who was already in combat. The two worked together throughout Mayo's two-year stay in Vietnam, a war that's known as the most extensive use of dogs in military history. And even now, almost 40 years later, not a day goes by when Mayo doesn't think about his dogs. When Tiger was killed, I used his equipment on Kelly as my working equipment, and I was able to bring that home. And uh, I've often, you know, would, you know, put my nose to that that leather, and you know, you imagine the scent of the dogs there. I retired from the army in age 21. Over the years, Mayo started thinking about his time with Tiger and Kelly, and an idea came to his mind: Why not honor all 4,000 dogs? Everyone always talks about the Vietnam soldiers. But no one ever talks about the dogs. And so in 2006, the Vietnam Traveling Memorial was erected, moving from city to city, complete with a kennel sign wall honoring each dog. Dog knew what was expected of him. You just had to become his boss and um, start working as a working team. With Tiger, um, 9-Alpha-3-4, every dog had a four-digit ID number tattooed in the left ear. And over the years, you know, we find out it very few handlers have ever forgotten their dog's ID number. Mayo now lives in Columbia, South Carolina. His traveling memorial makes its way through the U.S. But the ultimate goal is a permanent memorial in Washington, D.C. Right now, President Bush has voted against donating land at the National Mall and Memorial Parks, so the Vietnam War Dog Memorial may have to be constructed in suburban Virginia. But until that day, Mayo will continue to put together his memorial from city to city across the country making sure no one forgets some of the real heroes of the Vietnam War. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Lee Gordon. Right now, there are war dog memorials in Riverside, California and Fort Benning, Georgia. But the end goal is something more permanent than a traveling memorial. Recognition. Recognition of the dogs who lost their lives, saving those of tens of thousands of American soldiers in Vietnam. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zoo2.com. Send us story ideas by emailing or calling us. We'll be back with more pet news right after this commercial break. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo 
en podcast. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. You're listening to Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O. Now, for this week's pet news stories. Thanks to a pet parrot, a little girl in Denver is alive and well today. The toddler had been choking on her food and needed the Heimlich maneuver. Only because of Willie, the parrot's squawk for help, the two-year-old got the medical attention she needed to survive. Pet Pulse reporter Rhonda Schultzing has the story. At less than a foot tall, he has to be the smallest. And definitely the most unlikely hero you've probably ever seen. But this is a perfect example of how looks can be deceiving. This bright green bundle of feathers has a special place of honor in this house. And Willie the parrot earned that respect by saving a life. This is the most amazing thing I've witnessed. Good boy. Two-year-old Hannah was choking on her food when Willie sprang into action. His owner and Hannah's babysitter, Megan Howard, had left the room for only a few seconds. Megan came rushing back in when she heard Willie frantically yelling out the same two words. And I started hearing Willie go wild like he started screaming and flapping his wings. He started saying, Mama, baby, Mama, baby, Mama, baby, Mama, baby. She knew something was wrong. There was like serious panic in his voice like I've never heard before. Hannah was sitting at the table and she was um, not doing anything. She wasn't apparently wasn't moving at all. And her face was turning blue because she was choking on her Pop-Tart. Alone in the room with Hannah, Willie was somehow able to sense what was happening and raise the alarm, even though he was in his cage and Hannah had her back to him. And the second I got Hannah down off the chair and started doing the Heimlich, he stopped. He, he was done. That was it. Like, he knew it was going to be okay after that. Megan has had one-year-old Willie since he was a baby and has taught him about 20 words. He said mama before, but the first time he said baby was when Hannah was choking. He hasn't said it since. But then Willie only talks when he feels like it. Kisses. Good boy. What happened, though, has changed him. Willie now keeps watch over Hannah, sleeping when she sleeps and staying awake when she's up. They're more than just property, you know, they're, they have feelings and they know they can sense when things are good, they can sense when things are wrong. Willie is now this family's watchdog with wings, a green guardian angel. I thank God that Willie was here with me. A hero no matter how small the package. For Pet Balls on Zoo 2 TV, I'm Rhonda Schulting. Willie is a Quaker parakeet, a breed of bird also known as the Quaker parrot. They can live to be 30 years old. And like Willie, most Quakers are very vocal and can learn to talk. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zutu.com. 
Send us story ideas by emailing or calling us. You know, for many people in Florida, the idea of fish nibbling at their feet is downright exhilarating. Pet Pulse reporter Chris O'Donnell now introducing us to this newest craze in the spa industry. They actually attack the foot altogether. No, it's not as frightening as it sounds. Megan McGuire is actually talking about her first experience with these little guys, fish who give pre-pedicures for a living. Here at the Nail Spa in Sanford, Florida, fish pedicures have been on the spa menu for the past six months. Owner David Huang says his clients rave about the experience. They come back and they, they just love it, they, and they thank me for bringing this you know, here. At the spa in Orlando, Arturo Diaz also tries a fish pedicure for the first time. It feels at the beginning very, very ticklish, but then kind of eases up and feels kind of therapeutic. It really feels relaxing. The spas use fish called Gerarufa. Native to Turkey, salons must get permission from U.S. Fish and Wildlife to bring the fish into the country. According to biologist Dr. John Foth, Gerarufa can easily tolerate life in a spa. It's related to minnows and carps and uh, goldfish, for example. And so those are notoriously hardy fish. They can handle uh, variation in the environment and those sort of rapid water changes doesn't seem to bother them very much. According to Huang, fish pedicures originated in Turkey and the trend has spread to Asia and Europe. It was recently introduced in Virginia and is now available in a few other states. Typically, these fish live in warm water, which makes them ideal for spas. They live in a hot stream water, the water like around 85 to 92 degrees of water. There's not much of food available for them. So, I mean, anything that become available, that's when they go after. Once in the spas, the fish feed off and remove dead skin only. It's a behavior Faust says comes very naturally to the fish because they'll go after anything that looks edible. Well, they'll sit there and pick it off. And these fish are particularly well adapted for it. To make sure it's safe for their tiny little employees, both salons thoroughly wash clients' feet beforehand to remove any lotion or chemicals. And we check for bug bite, we check for open wound, we check for cut to make sure there's nothing that will harm the fish. After 15 minutes or so, clients then move on for a traditional pedicure. Here in Florida, there are no laws against fish pedicures, but Washington State and Texas have actually banned the practice, citing health concerns. However, Huang says once a client is finished, he scoops the fish out, drains the water, then cleans the tub with bleach. He then rubs a chemical around the tub to make it safe for the fish. In addition, the fish are fed twice a day. Their belly is like a goldfish belly, and they start, they're still eating. So. <laughs> and these fish spa novices say they'll spread the word. I would recommend it to people because I think naturally this is what the fish do, you know, so it's completely normal and safe. It's actually, I'm quite glad that I did it. I might do it again. For Pet Balls on Zutu TV, I'm Chris O'Donnell. And you don't even have to tip the fish. Now, those fish pedicures average $40 to $45. And if you'd like more information, visit fishspas.com or thespallc.com. Now, if you'd like to comment or see what others have to say, we'll invite you to the news section of zoo2.com. We always welcome your own story ideas, too. Just email or call us. You've been listening to Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. Heard each week on PetLifeRadio.com.